the blast from our past network. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. This week, we are covering the movie El Mariachi from 1992. And Dean, you're here. Welcome. What is up? Hey, Tim. Hey, Dean. Uh, I've never seen this thing. I was gonna. That was gonna be my next question. Was have you seen this? And I felt like I knew the answer. Yeah, I I had not. I, big fan of Desperado. Um, watched it many many times. Definitely watched it without even knowing there was a movie before it. <laughs> um, didn't uh, yeah. even know that sure. it was the next movie. Um, yeah, so I didn't even really know this existed uh, until you know well well later um, into in, into my late twenties. But yeah, never seen it. Uh, I was very excited for this one. Cool. Well, I mean, I threw out to you, <laughs> let's do Desperado, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I said. And then you're like, cool, great movie. I love it. And then I thought, well, hold on a second. You know, if we're going to do Desperado, maybe we should just start from the beginning, which is El Mariachi. So we're going to do El Mariachi, and I think it's the right move. Uh, it's the right move. I'm glad we did it. It's, yeah, it's great. It's a great move. Yes. El Mariachi is the first of the three movies in Robert Rodriguez's Mexico trilogy. So we, we're we not known for jumping into the middle of a, of a franchise. That's not, that's one of yeah, the things true. we're not well known for. Yeah. I was trying to think if that had ever happened before. And I don't know. I don't like, I don't think it has. Well, that's an interesting question. Have we ever just jumped into the middle of a franchise before? I can't, yeah, off the I, top of my head, I can't think of any anyone. Me neither. I, I would like to know if we did. I'd like to go back through the episodes and see, but uh, I, I obviously I didn't want to know enough to do that. I just, uh, it was just a thought I had. I don't think we did. I don't think we have. I don't think yeah, we've done that. Yeah. That seems really so. uncool. Yeah. I wonder if there was any like trick ones, you know, like this one's kind of a trick one where you, some people don't know that Desperado has a, has a first movie. So I wonder if there was oh. anything like that where it was just like, we didn't really know that it had one. Right. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, also kind of don't care, but. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, I retract the question. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a fine <laughs> question. I'm just, I guess I'm saying I don't care enough to continue thinking or talking about it. 
Oh that's, yeah, that's yeah. Right. I'm definitely done thinking about it. I, yeah. I thought about it for a little bit, and and um, I liked thinking about it. Okay. You know, yeah, in my good. mind, I kind of scanned all of our episodes, yeah. all 160 well, something, 70 something yeah. of them. Uh, yeah, I did it very fast. Uh, I came to the conclusion that no, we haven't done that. Uh, so I decided it's time to move on, and that's that's where my Great. um my comment came from. Yep. It's the, 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 the time for this discussion is over. I, I would agree with that, Dean. Um, I, Dean, have only seen this movie one time. Okay. Well, one time before watching it for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I actually, you know, saw it after probably, this is probably exactly the same as you. I saw it after Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. I had always known about it, though. I just had never watched it. And then I don't even know when I watched it, but I don't know who knows, but I did. I was like, I need to watch that movie. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of this, um, the franchise from what I've seen. Let's see what the original was like. So I did. Cool. And I was like, that's a great movie. This, this movie's mm-hmm. really fun. I really like it. This is the first subtitled movie that we've ever covered here at Talking Back. A little factoid for everyone. Yeah. That was another thought I had, Tim. I, I was wondering as soon as the actually forgot to turn them on right away. So I watched about five minutes of it in Spanish and then realized that I should probably know what they're saying. Um, yeah. And so I was thinking, have I ever turned on the subtitles? Like, have, have it ever been subtitled before? And there you go. You answered it for me. That one for sure is a no. I don't even have to scan yeah. our episodes. We have not right. covered a subtitled movie. Cool. Now, Dean, this movie was released in 1992. The movie had a budget of $9,000, and it goes on to gross $2 million. Wow. I did some quick math. That is a return of 222 times the budget. Nice. That's how you roll. Now, if you're going to- That's a multiplier. Yeah, that's a multiplier, yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) Um, amazing. Dean- in what's possibly a more incredible feat than that, the movie came in under budget. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they budgeted $9,000. They're like, we did it in nine. <laughs> Listen, all you movie makers out there spending $100 million on a movie, they had a budget of $9,000 and they came in at $7,225. Oh, amazing. Awesome. What? I don't know. What like I don't even understand that. No. Why not just spend the rest of that money on anything? In the party, it was the after party. Tim, they needed to save some for the rap party. <laughs> I think they were trying to prove a point with this. Right? Yeah. Somebody the, was the out, somebody thing... was out to prove a point. I don't know what I, this, this is. Very weird. You wouldn't even spend a nine thousand dollar budget. What's you wrong? Can't with even you? spend it. Yeah, they couldn't even find a spot to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even blow up a car or something. <laughs> Do anything do anything i don't know the movie didn't need it though like there's no whatever throw another thousand dollars at it i don't think it gets better yeah no i i love this uh i love this budget that they have because watching this i was like this makes me want to make a movie oh like yeah hell yeah right like that just watching it i'm like it's just so it's so fun it's so like creative things they're doing with the camera i didn't know it was only seven thousand dollar budget i didn't know it was that low um, but I was just like, man, this makes me want to just like devote all my time to making a movie and try to produce something like this. Well, Dean, I think we already agreed on our 
uh, Brewster's Millions episode over on uh, Patreon that we yeah. were going to we were just going to redo Brewster's Millions. Yeah, we are uh, going to do that. So we're going to do that. We're going to involve all the patrons as well uh, and share all the proceeds with them. So uh, head on over to Patreon, get signed up. You want to be part of that deal. Our Brewster's be part Millions of the movie. remake. Yeah, be a yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, and now I have the drive to actually do it. There, there it was go. just all fun and games. But now that I've watched this movie, I've got the drive to make this thing. Right. Yeah, on that episode, we were lying. But now we're actually yeah. really into it. After seeing <laughs> exactly. this and seeing what you can do with $7,200, now, now we're down. Now we just now need, we're to, down. We need to raise the funds. We need to raise yeah. $7,200 of our own. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Talking back pictures. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now... El Mariachi was produced, written, directed, edited, and filmed all by Robert Rodriguez. Cool. Yeah. Settle down, Robert. Hey, <laughs> relax. Hey, relax. Hire someone for $1,800. Yeah, seriously. Hey, hey, Robert, why didn't you act in the movie too? Were you, were yeah. Too, too busy to act? Hey, you didn't do the music. Yeah. Hey, you didn't do the music, did you, Robert? Hey, a little, a little too busy to do the music? That's that's oh. a little a little I'm a little disappointed in Robert yeah. for not handling anyway. ev- absolutely everything. Well, come on, lazy guy left a couple things off the list. Come on, yeah, come on, Robert. Try harder. Right. I don't know his musical talents, but I'm glad that this is the music in the movie. I like the music in the movie. I got stuff to say about yeah, me that too. down the line. Yeah, it's great. Now, Dean, this film was shot over the course of 14 days and was originally intended for the Mexican home video market. But executives at Columbia Pictures liked the film so much that they bought the American distribution rights. And Columbia would then spend an additional 200000 in post-production um, just to make the movie look and sound better. So there was no like reshooting of scenes, no addition of anything. It was just yeah. like, let's spend some money improving the sound quality and just like, making the picture look a little bit sharper. So all posts. Right. 25 times the original budget just to tweak yeah. it up a bit. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, Columbia executives going out for lunch and talking about nothing. That's, that's how you spend exactly. 200K like that. It's a lot of steak dinners right there. Yeah. Why Why are you spending 200K in post-production when the movie costs 72.25? I don't know. That's That's corruption, if you ask me. Yeah. What, what do you think it is? Do you think it's corruption too, Dean? I think it's corruption. How, yeah. hard, how hard could it be just to like turn up the volume a bit? Very hard, apparently. And very hard. Make the, make the picture a little clearer. You know, you just hit that enhance button. I've seen yeah. that button. Makes the picture clearer. Exactly. I don't know, man. Seems like you... I, I, Tim, I feel like I could have done it for a hundred bucks. Probably. You probably could. I'm going to hold you to that when it's time for our post-production on our movie. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll do all the editing. <laughs> Now, this movie has been recognized by Guinness World Records as the lowest budgeted film ever to gross $1 million at the box office. So very wow, cool. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. It's also been made like a historic uh, something or other by some organization. As it should. Yeah. But oh, definitely, definitely. Now, Dean, you, you're asking. I can tell. It's, it's written all over your face. You're asking, mm-hmm. how the hell can you make a movie like this for seventy-two twenty-five, right? That's what, what I was asking. It's what's on everybody's mind. So yeah. let's learn a little bit more about how Rodriguez pulled off this feat of amazement, Dean. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, true or false to you, 
Okay. The jail scene at the beginning featured the real-life female warden and male guard. True? Correct. True. Amazing. (laughs) True or false? Local journalists, critical of the film being shot in their town, were given roles in the movie to win them over. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'll say false. True. Okay, okay. True or false? To save cost, the film was shot on 16 millimeter film instead of the industry standard 35 millimeter. That's got to be true. That's true. Now, Dean, the gang at the end of the movie consisted mostly of teenagers because A, Rodriguez wanted to convey that gang members were recruited at a young age, B, Due to the high body count in the film, Rodriguez ran out of adult men to use. C, the teenagers are part of a local musical group that wanted to be a part of the film. Oh, those are great. I want to say C. It was B. Okay. B's good. They ran out of male actors because once they killed one of them, they couldn't bring him back in the movie. And they (laughs) ran out of people by the end of the movie. Right. That's why one of these guys gets shot and then just ends up coming back later because they're like, oh, shoot, we can't just like eliminate all the characters in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Now, true or false, to save cost, Rodriguez shot the film silently and recorded audio afterwards. Okay, I'll say true. True. Correct. True or false, there was no film crew on the movie. Uh, there was no film crew on the movie. Okay, true. True. Actors not in scenes helped out with that type of stuff. Wow. Wow. Now, Dean, instead of using an expensive dolly, Rodriguez was A, pushed around in a wheelchair while holding the camera, B, rode on the front hood of a slow-moving car, C, held the camera as steady as he could with no additional assistance. Ooh, wow. C would be very impressive. There was a couple times where I'm like, is that just in someone's hand? So, But I'm going to go with A. I think A. A is correct. Okay, cool. True or false? Actors dropped bullet shells to the ground to make it look like they were firing multiple rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with true. True. <laughs> true or false? The shot with him walking down the highway at the beginning with the tortoise, was not planned. Like the tortoise wasn't planned and then they just (laughs) wrote it in there? I hope it's true. True. It's true. (laughs) That part always seemed a little bit weird. Weird, but really, it's it's so artistic that... It is, but it's... how, How could it not be, like, planned? It's so artistic. It is, it is, but it's just so funny just to be like, just like this tortoise. Wow. True or false? The mariachi doesn't pay for the coconut he gets from the coconut booth because they forgot to film him paying for it and didn't want to drive back to get that shot. (laughs) True. True. And that's why all they have to do is write in some dialogue. Exactly. Free coconut. It's a good day. (laughs) Exactly. I love this. Okay. To raise half of the film's budget, Rodriguez A borrowed money from his mother. B, took a night job as a janitor, or C, participated in experimental clinical drug tests? Ooh, okay. I'm going to say he borrowed money from his mother. 
It was C. He participated in experimental okay. clinical drug tests. Great. Great. <laughs> and our last one, Dean. True or false? Real guns were sometimes used to save on cost. Oh, no. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> I got to say true to every cost-saving measure in this <laughs> movie, because how do you make it for $7,000? Wow. I don't know if you picked up on the true or false, but they were all true. They were all true. Yeah, I said false once, and I knew that was a huge mistake. It <laughs> went true after that. <laughs> Blanks were very expensive and often yeah. jammed, causing the loss of a scene and the loss of film. So Rodriguez didn't use blanks in the movie. He used toy okay. guns, BB guns, and real guns. Wow. Yikes. That, Dean, is how you save a lot of money making a movie. Yeah, no kidding. Makes sense. We just got to get into some of those uh, those those experimental trials and boom, <laughs> yeah. movie. We got our movie. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, the movie starts out. And I mean, right out of the gate, Dean, I love the look of the 16 millimeter film. I'm a huge fan. Oh, yeah. yeah, same. I love it. I love the like close-ups on people's faces you know the weird uh angles that that he's yeah. capturing uh just gives it just creates an, a really cool feel right off the bat i really didn't know it was like this i didn't know going in it was just this super super low budget movie so i was very pleased mm. um you know because desperado is so stylish so yeah. i was very pleased with that this was the the way this movie was going to be yeah i i love gritty movies yeah. Um, I love when they look that way, when they feel dirty or unrefined. For sure. Yeah. Um, this was all of that. So yeah, love it. Really, really appreciated that right off the bat. Now the opening sets up Moko. He's the bad guy. He's dressed all in white, a movie trope I love. Yeah. And he's sent some men to kill an old business partner. The business partner is up for the challenge though, Dean. And is actually able instead to kill Moko's men. Great start. Great start. Pretty straightforward setup as well. You've got gangsters doing gangster shit. That's basically it. And one of them's wearing white and one of them's wearing black. Yes, true. Um, and white is supposed to represent innocence, Tim. I don't. I didn't get that feeling from this guy. No. That's kind of why I like when bad guys do that. Yeah. It's just like a flip on it, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it doesn't make sense. It's a little bit, yeah. I, I guess it's a little bit uncomfortable, Like, but it, it's not, yeah. it doesn't feel uncomfortable, it is, but there's something just a little bit uncomfortable about that. Totally, yeah, because it's like a visual cue for something else usually. So right. when you know the person's bad and they're wearing white, yeah, it creates a neat feeling. Right. Now, really fun part of the movie here is the man wearing black has a guitar case Full of guns and knives. Yeah. That's Tim, fun. it's your duffel bag. Did oh. you ever did you ever think of a guitar case? <laughs> no, why well, no, I couldn't carry a guitar case. Okay. I was just a little kid. I was gonna say more room and it's it's probably safer in a guitar case. It's hard, hard shell. Yeah. Yeah, we've mentioned it before. We'll mention Dean's mentioning it, it again. I had a little brown duffel bag when I was like eight years old, full of fake and real weapons <laughs> and fake and real explosives. And keys, and, a ring of keys. And fake passports. <laughs> and fake, you make fake passports? Fake superhero IDs where I was right. the human and then I had a superhero alter ego. Yeah. And I took it with me everywhere. So this is yeah. very similar to that. It's just a lot more dangerous in this scenario. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot more dangerous. And I didn't see keys in there. So no, no keys. Your duffel bag has one up on this guitar case, I think. Yes. And when I say I had real explosives, I'm talking about matches and small firecrackers. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. don't do a lot of damage, but really hurt if they accidentally go off in your hand, which oh, definitely, yeah. may, may have yeah. possibly happened before. Oh, me. shoot. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouchy. So we meet the mariachi. He's making his way down the highway towards a town. And he tells us he wants to be a mariachi like his father and his father's father before him. And I wasn't going to even mention this line, but I think it does paint a really good picture for his character that he is a good-hearted guy. And they just kind of do it with this line. Like he just wants to follow in the footsteps of his his father. He just wants to do what his father yeah. did. And it's this really simple thing. It's just playing music, being a musician. So I thought I would include it because it's a really nice start to his character. Yeah, the part that actually really got me about it is um, when he says, I, I want to die with a guitar in my hands. And it made me think like, what other type of profession that you choose could you do until, you know, till you die? Could you say, I want to die with this in my hands? You know, it's not a lot of things, I think. I think a lot of things you would give up. But music is just, if it becomes such a part of you, you would play. You could play until, you know, you were too old to lift up that guitar anymore. Uh, so I, I, that really hit me. I really liked that line. Uh, it was a great setup for this character. Like, I just loved him right away. Yeah, same. Now he goes to a bar and asks if they want to hire a mariachi. And the bartender tells him he already has a band. Right. And he points over to the guy in the corner who's got a keyboard. And dude, that keyboard, that's got all sorts of like pre-recorded beats and stuff like that. Of so course. He was He's right. He's got all the sounds. You don't need a mariachi when you got that thing. Uh, Tim, I was watching this movie by myself and... Uh, my wife was just passing by and she saw this guy playing and she said, oh, yeah. oh, great, great music. And I was like, OK, let me explain to you what's going on in this scene. Yeah, <laughs> this he won't hire this mariachi because he already has a band, <laughs> which is this guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And it like was kind of goofy, right? Like there's like totally goofy. goofy sounds happening, goofy setups. I really liked that. I, re I like that aspect of the movie that had a little bit of like fun with yeah. stuff like that. Like when they would speed up the film or, you know, do some goofy noises. Uh, it just it just made the movie a lot more fun. Totally. All that stuff totally fit. You're right. Yeah. And yeah, this was like a picture like a, a six-year-old playing a keyboard, just like hitting <laughs> yeah. buttons and random like sound yeah. effects are going off. He only hits like a couple actual, you know, it wasn't keyboard good. keys. Oh, it sounded terrible. Yeah. It's it horrible. Yeah. So the mariachi leaves and then the man in black walks in with his guitar case full of weapons looking for Moco. Now the guys in the bar just happened to work for Moco and uh-oh. 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 <laughs> uh, Wrong answer. Whoops. Yeah, the man in black just guns them down. Yeah. In in the in the same bar as the one in Desperado? Like it looks exactly the same. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah, I mean what so you've what you've got here um basically is you've got Rodriguez making El Mariachi for a super low budget. Then yeah. he becomes famous. He has people willing to you know, throw a lot of money at him and yeah. he wants to redo it to probably what it looked like in his head or what yeah. he always wanted it to be. And he, yeah. he redoes it. So 
yeah, Desperado I'm totally... is, is, is totally a redo of El Mariachi, but also ties it in sort of as the, they, you know, they tie in El Mariachi so that it's like the second one, but it is definitely like, okay, let's try it again. Cause there's so many similar ideas and beats to the story. Yeah, exactly. And I, I applaud it. I, I don't mind at all when movies want to do this. Like if they had a really low oh, yeah. first budget and then they try to remake the movie, it's happened before. Um, I don't mind it. I like it. It's real exciting. Now we get a bit of a mix up now. The description of the man in black is that he's wearing black and carries a guitar case. Well, Dean, that's the exact same way you describe the mariachi. That's him. We love the mariachi. Oh, we love the mariachi. But he is also wearing black and carrying a, gu- a guitar case. Yes. Now, I, I really love like this. The whole like basically concept of the movie is just a simple case of mistaken identity. Like it's, amazing. Everything about this movie is very simple, but it's yeah. done really, really well. So the mariachi, uh, he's in this new town. He wants to go get a hotel room. And the guy at the hotel desk recognizes him and then makes a phone call to Moko. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now we get a dream sequence now. And as soon as it started, I, put, I paid really close attention because I was very curious about how they'd pull off a dream sequence on this tight of a budget. I was very interested to see what they do. Yeah, yeah. And it started off with the mariachi lying on the ground, then standing up and appearing disorientated. We see a young boy playing with a ball that I assume is the mariachi as a kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you think the same thing or no? Uh, yep. Okay. And then the ball turns into a severed head. Yeah. And then he wakes up. So I thought I, that was... A re- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I like in dream sequences when balls turn into heads. I've seen it in movies before, and it's <laughs> it's always it's always surprising, and I always love it. Yeah, I, I can't think of the movie, but like I'm picturing a ball rolling on the ground, and then when it kind of lands at the person's feet, it's like a head or something like that. Yeah, so know. that's in Hereditary, so it oh, might maybe be Hereditary. It, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was really well done. Um, they did a great job of just conveying that whole, that whole dream feeling. I think it was a combination of really, really appropriate camera angles, really good acting, knowing what you're supposed to be doing. And then the severed head. Yep. And, um, I think there was sort of a door in like the middle. I think that's later. That's another dream sequence. Okay. Okay. But you're totally right. That was so strange. What a really interesting I mean, I, I haven't really ever seen something like that before. And you're right, dude. I took note of that right away. Like, go ahead and yeah. explain it right now. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a cool idea to get you into that dream state. There's just, um, there's this door and it's like like a door frame and a door with windows on it in just like kind of the middle of the street or the middle of an alley or, or whatever it is. Um, but it's like, it's not attached to any building. So just like having that door to nowhere uh, is it gets you in that in that mode of like oh this must be the dream this 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 is something that like doesn't really you never see this this doesn't happen yeah and like the the fascinating thing is that he walks up to it and opens it and walks through it when yes, there's exactly. no reason yes. to do that you could just yeah. anybody else would have just walked around it right yeah, it's just so cool. this it's just this this door this iron door yeah. like that you can see through it's just like iron poles yeah. and he walks up and he opens the door like that's the only way he can get through 
Meanwhile, yeah. there's nothing else but the door. Really, you really just go around it. Yeah, fascinating. And it's not like it's not like he went through it and then there was something else on the other side. Like he no. just walks through the door that is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, just such so, a dream thing. It, it was really cool. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to um, the way that Rodriguez shot the dream sequences in this movie. Very interesting. Very smart. Yeah. So back to reality now. And some guys have shown up to the hotel to kill him. And for a guy carrying a guitar case, he does a pretty damn good job of eluding them. I was kind of impressed with that. Totally. He even like, um, he, he like, he runs away when he notices that they're going to his room, room 10. (laughs) He hears the front desk guy say, no, 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 not that room. Yeah. Room 10. So he hears that and he runs away immediately and he's doing a pretty good job of staying away from them. And then he realizes he left his guitar back in the room. Right. And as we know, the guitar is his life. So he has to go back and get it and then make all those other moves with the guitar case. I was very impressed with it. It was he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, I thought, Tim. Yeah. Good running with a guitar under his arm. My sure. favorite running in the movie. Him with the guitar under his arm. Sure. Excellent stuff. So as he's running away, there's a really nice scene where he's running at a truck. He's running towards it. And there's a guy hanging out the front driver window. And there's a guy hanging out the front passenger window. And they're shooting at him. But he's able to run onto the hood of the truck, then onto the roof, as the guys are tracking him and still shooting. And he runs past both of them. And they end up shooting each other. Yeah. And it was all done in slow motion, which really helped you understand and kind of focus on what was happening and give you yeah. a chance to appreciate it. Uh, totally. I really, really like this. It was pretty cool. I've seen, you know, countless action movies. I don't know if I've seen a sequence like this where, where someone just kind of does this type of a move. It was very yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I've seen like people shoot each other in a movie before um, because of their positioning, but not necessarily that it was. Uh, the move of just someone running away. You know, he was just like, he just on the spot thought of this to run up the car and it ended up working. And, and what I really love about it is that, you know, there is this mistaken identity. So the people after him think he's like a stone cold killer. Right. But he isn't. He's just, he's just a mariachi. So when the other guys run around the corner and there's two dead guys hanging out of the window, they just assume that he killed them, right? Right. <laughs> they just assumed that he shot, he gunned them down, but they actually shot each other. So I just, I love this keeping up the idea um, in the heads of of these guys uh, running after him that he is still this stone cold killer. He is still somebody that sh- like that they need to get and shouldn't be messed with. Right, right. Now the mariachi, he knocks a guy out with his guitar case. And then he uses that guy's gun to kill one of the other guys. Yeah. So, Dean, after seeing this sequence, what do you think of the mariachi? Like, do you think there's something more behind him? Like, in his background? Like, is he a trained killer because he's able to do this type of stuff? Is he just a dude, like, trying to survive? Like, at this moment in your in the movie, what is your take on him? My my take in the moment is uh, that he is uh, just a regular dude. I think he, uh, the way he, for me, the way he reacted after he shot the guy and kind of ran away was, I, it felt to me like that was definitely the first time he shot someone and he was uh, very shook in the moment. So I thought that uh, he just did what he had to do because he knew all these guys were running after him and shooting at him. And he just, he he was doing what he had to do to sort of survive, which 
was not really what I expected to feel because, you know, because of Desperado. Like, I liked watching Desperado first and then getting to this because it, sure. it totally threw me. Like, this mistaken identity thing was just so fun yeah. that I wasn't expecting at all. I was just expecting the mariachi to be the guy that's, you know, the, the, the badass. badass. Yeah. So then I was, I was still expecting that to come. I was still like, oh, does he have, like guns in his guitar case also what's going to go on but then as more along the lines as you get down the mistaken identity especially at this part is where i thought no i think he's just a regular guy and this is just they're just mistaking the two yeah cool i kind of lean to the other direction um yeah i, I don't know why maybe desperado influenced that opinion yeah but I, I like to think that there was something in his background you know something and i would have i would have loved to seen like a you know, an or, even an origin story to this. Like, who, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? Yeah. You know, maybe there was something in his past that, you know, happened that kind of, you know, moved him down the line of just wanting to be a mariachi because he's seen the other side of it. He's seen the dark side and he doesn't yeah. want to do that anymore. Maybe he made a vow not to do it anymore, but um, I don't know. He just seemed a little bit too, like, highly skilled uh, just yeah. to be like a guy running away. Cause it's, I've seen like, like guy running away movie who doesn't really know what he's doing. And it doesn't look like this, you know, this is more of like this guy It felt like he knew what he was doing, uh, when he, when he was able to get his, his hands on a gun. Yeah. He picked up the gun and he used it like very well. Like he knew exactly what he was doing. Like if I picked up a gun, I don't think I'd know how to shoot it. Like <laughs> I don't think I'd know how to actually make it do the thing I would want it to do in the moment. Um, yeah, so it, it, that that is also, yeah, kind of got me thinking when he did actually shoot. It was like, wow, he was really good at that. Is there something going on? So I could see that. I could see that there is, there could have been something in his past for sure. Yeah, I also like that they don't tell us. They don't give two yeah. shits about it and it's just left alone. I, I yeah. love that. I love when, like as, as, as fleshed out as this character is and as much as I understand about him in the movie, I'm left with so many questions that I would love just to have answers to, but ultimately it doesn't matter. And it's better that I get to come up with the uh, opinion on my own. Yeah, for sure. So the mariachi runs into a bar with a beautiful bartender working and her name is Domino. Now he was already at her bar earlier looking for work when he was like doing the rounds, asking if anybody needed a mariachi. Uh, so she recognizes him here. And he's, he's like a little bit frantic, you know, he's just, he's just killed a guy and yeah. he's been in a gunfight and he asks if he can hide out there. And she actually offers to let him stay in her room upstairs. I guess she right, can kind of yeah. like, kind of tell the panic that's going on with him. So she, she helps him out. And Dean, I noticed at this point in the movie, there's a really unique horror vibe at times for me. Yeah. And I think it was a combination of the low quality film. Uh, it, it looked very like 70s to me. Yeah, totally. And they, again, like with the 16 millimeter film and the choice of like camera positions, just the, the angles that were being used felt really odd and a little bit like it's just, it felt like something you're not used to seeing. Yeah. So it made me a little bit uncomfortable. And then they had really creepy music at times in this movie. And yeah, totally. Like that, those are the three things that I kind of, when I sat back and thought about it, like, why do I feel like this is a horror movie? Those are the three things I could put my finger on. 
that I think were the contributing factors to to me getting that vibe out of this movie. Yeah, that that's interesting. I kept comparing it to uh, Evil Dead, um, just as sort of another low budget film. Um, so I would think maybe that's why I, I like because I had that feeling too. I also felt you know like it, it kind of felt close to Evil Dead. It felt like it had you know, interesting angle, like you're saying, interesting camera angles that just kind of throw you off a bit. You're not used to interesting zoom ins. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely had that feeling as well. Yeah. Cool. Like uh, at any moment, a zombie could have walked out and it would have, it felt oh, yeah. like it would have fit. It would have been okay. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just like out of the closet or something. And it would have been like, yeah, got it. I get yeah, it. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes tracks. sense. Yeah. 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 So we get to hear the mariachi play music for the first time. And cool. I've been waiting for this. Uh, as soon as I see this guy walking down the highway at the beginning of the movie with his guitar case, I yeah. can't fucking wait to hear this guy play his guitar. Yeah. I love the circumstances around how it happens. It was so funny. Yeah. This bartender, Domino, she doesn't really trust him, first off. Then she hears about this guy with a guitar case who's running around town killing people. Yeah, well, yeah. well, that looks like this guy, right? Yeah. So she goes upstairs where the mariachi's taking a bath. He's she... taking a bath, Tim, in her room that she just was like, you can stay in my room. And he takes a bath and the bath is in the middle of the room. He's, this yeah. is psychotic. <laughs> it's, again, like feels like something out of a horror movie, right? Totally. Yes. Yes. This is wild. <laughs> yeah. So she puts a knife to his throat and opens up his case expecting to see guns. But sees yeah. a guitar. That's still not enough, though. She throws the guitar in the tub with him and tells him yeah. to play it. <laughs> so he's like, I think he made some comment about like having, he might have some trouble performing under this type of pressure. It might not yes. be his best work, but <laughs> yes, I don't know. He plays. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's lovely. She loves it. And she hires him <laughs> as the mariachi for the bar. It's yeah. amazing. She's like, oh. You are good. You can play downstairs. Yeah, you're you are really just a mariachi. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There was another thing here too where she's got a pit bull and yeah. she tells him when like a little bit earlier when, when he asks if he can stay and she says, Yes, but watch out for my pit bull. He goes up there. This dog doesn't move off of the floor. It just lies there yeah. and looks yeah. at you. It does nothing. And they show it multiple times throughout the movie. All it's doing is lying there. And yeah. I was waiting for the moment where bad guys break into this apartment and and the mariachi's in trouble and the dog helps out. And that never happened. And I should no. have known that with the budget. They probably couldn't afford right. a, a, a movie dog. But that was like a, a weird thing that kind of caught me because they they really set that up to pay off yeah. later and didn't pay it off. And I don't mind that they didn't pay it, pay it off because it kind of fits with the movie where it's this weird thing that yeah. like, why didn't that, ha why didn't the dog attack anybody? Why didn't they use it? It makes all those shots with the dog just seem all that much weirder. Yeah, it is. The, I, I loved the dog shots and especially knowing on the low budget because like it's really hard obviously to shoot with animals. You have to reshoot so many times just to make sure it works. So I like that the dog was just lying there and dogs have like amazing eyebrows. Like that's where all their like, 
that's where all their like their 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 face they like you can kind of see them looking around with their eyebrows going up and down and it kind of gives them like emotion on their face <laughs> totally, right yeah so he had amazing eyebrows or he or she whatever this dog was yeah. had amazing eyebrows just like darting eyes around the room and like watching the mariachi walk around i felt like that dog was watching him and same with you i was like is this dog going to like pounce when he gets in the tub or something? Like what's going to happen here? It seems like it's on guard and just like, like without being intense, you know, it's just like, it's got an eye on him. I'm keeping an eye on you. It was really cool. I really liked, really liked the pit bull. And I really like, pit bulls you know I, I thought i actually thought it was cool that the pit bull didn't attack because you know there's this idea that pit bulls are super ferocious um so i liked the idea that he didn't <laughs> he thought he was you thought he was going to the whole time and then he didn't yeah it was neat it was neat yeah i, I was expecting it, was really it cool. to attack him when he went up the first time yeah and then when that didn't happen i was like okay well it's gonna end up helping him but yeah not the case no just a dog <laughs> just a dog a lazy dog now yeah <laughs> He played in the tub, and now we get a scene where the mariachi performs a full song to a packed house at the bar. That thing is full. So full. It's so full. The song is amazing. Uh, it was incredible. Like So I, good. So good. I don't think this scene was all that necessary, but I loved it. Like It was a really nice slowdown moment for the movie. Um, and yeah, the, the song was so great. It was just such a great tune. And yeah. I, I think its function in the movie was kind of as a way for Domino to begin having some deeper feelings for him. Uh, I think that's, like, yeah. that's what, the, that's why you needed it. Uh, yeah, yeah. she, she, I mean, I don't want to say that she's like falling in love in that moment, but you see her at the bar and she's just like, totally, you know, wow, th this is really nice. I'm really enjoying this, you know? Yeah, totally. Like that they they have um you know, they have some back and forths between each other and uh she he's like trying to be charming and then she's, you know, not having any of it. She's kind of standoffish. And this is sort of the first moment where you see in her eyes that she's like, "Oh, this guy, yeah, I, I'm kind of into this guy." I also think it functions for us to know that like, "Oh, yeah, he's in the right profession you do need to be a musician you do need to be a mariachi and do this until you die you know in the tub he was good and and you know you would be like oh yeah that's good he's a good player but this song is incredible so it's like oh of course of course this is your dream like this is what you should do you should just play music all the time because you're amazing so the mariachi leaves the bar without his guitar the man in black goes into the bar for a drink then he leaves and quickly gets caught by Moko's men. Mm -hmm. They don't know what he's supposed to look like, though. This was a very interesting thing that I'm glad they commented on because I wouldn't have picked up on it, but they make a point yeah. of saying it. And it's that they only know that this person is in a black outfit with a guitar case, but nobody knows what he actually looks like. Like what yeah. his face looks like. So Moko's men, they've got three guns on the man in black, like all on his head, and they tell him to open his case. It, uh, it looks like he's just going to get killed right away. He's toast. He opens up the case. We don't see what's in it, but they let him go. Because, Dean, because the old switcheroo happened at the bar. I love it. With the two guitar cases. It was so great. It's so good. The um the there was a bit of an accident. The man in black 
accidentally grabbed the mariachi's guitar. Yeah. That's unfortunate for the man in black. Well, I mean, it's fortunate for the man, man in black. It's unfortunate like, actually, for the mariachi. <laughs> I guess it is fortunate because he would have been killed if that case he had been guns killed. In it. Yeah, but they just saw his guitar. So they're like, oh, this is just a mariachi. This isn't the guy we're after. That's a good point. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So they let him go. Yeah. Uh, I love a- it. I love that you have a mistaken identity. But the well, you know what ups the ante in mistaken identity when you have a switcheroo, <laughs> when you yeah. have a switch up of the thing that actually makes your makes makes everyone know who you are right makes your identity clear have a switch up of that and now there's no way to know it was a switcheroo and a double whammy (laughs) switcheroo and a double whammy was so good it's great great film oh i loved it i was like going crazy at this point that's how you pitch a movie that's how you pitch a movie right we've talked about it (laughs) alien then write the dollar sign yeah right done sold Yeah, yeah How about the whiteboard? Just head in there. Okay. Hey, I've got a. I'm gonna pitch a movie for you. There's a switcheroo, and a double whammy. And they're just like, well, yeah, yeah. Here's nine thousand dollars. Let's make. (laughs) Here's nine thousand dollars. He only needed half of that though because he was doing illegal drugs or something. uh, Doing illegal drug tests. Here's yeah. Here's thirty six hundred dollars. Yeah. what a great idea. A switcheroo double double whammy never been done before. It's no. Oh, it's a crowd pleaser, Tim. Holy shit, is that ever a crowd pleaser? Yeah. I loved it. I was going crazy. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it too, Dean. I love this movie. There's so many great things going on. It's incredible. I'm so happy we watched it. I'm so happy we're covering this movie. This is easily a movie that could have just we could have never done. This was yes. never on my list to do, Dean. I wanted to do Desperado. And then, yeah. I don't know, something inside of me said just, we, we like to do franchises. Let's just start from the beginning. Let's just do the let's do El Mariachi. This movie fucking I'm so ruins, happy dude. you did. I, I may have never watched this movie ever. Who knows I, if I ever went and watched it. I'm so yeah. happy we did it. I'm so happy. It's so good. It's so good. I'll be honest. I could tell by the tone of your text, you weren't all that thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> when I said oh, really? Mariachi, oh yeah. <laughs> was I just like, all right. <laughs> he was like, ah. I, I mean, whatever you wrote, I could tell. It was yeah. like, yeah. He, he did, but I knew, like I knew how good it was. Oh. So I was like. You were, yeah, you were right. Your, See, your response clearly, clearly tuned me into the fact that you had never seen it before. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know what? He's in for a treat. Yeah. Because I loved Desperado. So I was so pumped to do Desperado. And then I was like, oh. El Mariachi, like it's probably just a lesser version of Desperado. Right. I was wrong. I was wrong, Tim. It's a different version of Desperado. Yeah, I I actually think it's better. It might be better. I mean, yeah, I think it's better. Spoiler alert, we'll be doing Desperado fairly soon because we were Hell supposed yeah. to do it this week. Really <laughs> yeah. looking forward to that. But yeah, let's see. Of course. Hey, it'll be fun to rank these movies in the franchise. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Now, while Moko's men... Uh, we're like questioning the man in black here. The mariachi comes around the corner with the actual gun case and gets made by Moko's men. So they're now after him again, but he's able to open the case and use some of the weapons to fight back. He's able to escape back into the bar where Domino tells him all about Moko. She tells him about the man in black and exactly what's going on. 
and she tells him to lay low until it's over. So she knows she knows some stuff. Oh yeah, she knows some. She knows some stuff about some stuff. She's she's in the know. Yeah, exactly. In now, the inner circle, they have some really good character building here with Domino uh, and her relationship with Moko, because yeah. Moko is really into her. Um, he's given her this bar that like where she works. Apparently, apparently she owns it because yeah. Moko gave it to her. Moko yeah. gave her a motorcycle. He's very into her, but she's not interested. So that's, how, like the, she, that's uh, how she that's how she knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's so into her that he's just uh, he's like pursuing her and keeps giving her gifts. I like the uh, I like the motorcycle bit where uh, she says he gave me a motorcycle and I'm supposed to drive it to him when I'm like ready to be his or whatever it was oh, yeah. like. It's so funny. It's just like as that guy who's just like, I know what, I'll give her the transportation to get here. Right. <laughs> and then if she shows up on it, I'm good. I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Never been driven before. <laughs> Never been. The key is hiding underneath the statue. Like <laughs> there's not even a thought of driving that thing. <laughs> not a drop of gas has left that motorcycle. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Dean, we get another dream sequence. And this time Domino is in it. She's, oh, yeah, right. she's dressed in all white and she's running and the mariachi is trying to keep up with her. And then she's just covered in blood and he wakes yeah. up. Yeah. Very interesting. Not a good dream. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, You know who else had a dream like that? Who? Anakin. True. This guy reminds me a True. lot of Anakin. Interesting. Yeah. I think he's got a little bit more charm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's up for debate. Take that offline, though. Think about that, Dean. Think about that. Okay. Maybe okay. we can touch on that on the wrap-up show. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Domino sends Mariachi out for another guitar because the man in black now has his guitar. <laughs> right. right. He's so the Mariachi, he's guitarless. But yeah, she wants him to perform again at the bar that evening. So good. So she yeah. sends him out to get another guitar. I love it. I it's love a great it. idea. It's a great idea. You don't need this in the movie, but this is yeah. really smart. It's a lot of fun. Um, he, Mariachi, heads out without the gun case. He's got no case. He just heads out to buy a guitar and he gets captured by Moko's men because they're yeah. crawling the streets. They're everywhere. Yeah, and and he, now they think they know what guy to go for. They well, think they, they know what he looks like, they right? Think, so. they, exactly. They've seen his face, and yeah, he's the yeah. one with the gun case. So they think yeah. he is the one. Yeah, and they take him to Moko, and this was so much fun because okay. I'm thinking, oh shit, the mariachi, the guy we love in this movie, the guy with the heart. The guy who's just caught in this weird situation he should have never stumbled into in the first place. He's going to the baddest of the bads. And that's bad news. This is not good. Yeah. yeah. But that's the movie fooling me because yeah. Mariachi isn't the bad guy. Right? He's not the guy Moko is actually looking for. Moko, no, exactly. Moko is the only person who knows what the man in black looks like. So yeah. they take the Mariachi to Moko and he's like, this isn't the guy. Just take him back to town and let him go. And that yeah. was it. There was like no <laughs> it was drama. Amazing. It's just like, let him, yeah. this isn't him. Let him go. 
I love that I, they fooled me into thinking he was in danger when really he wasn't, but he's yeah. been in danger so much. I just assumed this is more danger, but it wasn't. Exactly. It's so genius. I realized it like a a couple seconds before it happened because I was I was with you. I was so worried. You know, they've always been chasing him. Oh, no. Now they captured him. They're bringing him to Moco. It's it. That's it. He's done. And then as the truck is pulling in, I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait a second. Moco knows what the guy looks like. He's just going to walk up and be like, nope, not him <laughs> and send him on his way. So I just do like my tension diffused in that well, a little bit because you never know if he was going to like right. kill, him just kill him anyways or what exactly. for seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. So but I knew that like I was like, wait a second. He knows what he looks like. So he knows that this isn't the guy. That was awesome. So well played. So yeah. Fun. Such a such a cool thing for the movie to play with your expectations. Wind you up for so long yeah. that when you get to this point, it's actually just a fake tension. <laughs> Yeah, like great writing, great story. So good, yeah. Yeah. So the man in black is back at Domino's bar. He's looking for his case, needs that. And it is there, and Domino gives it to him. And he says if she wants to see the mariachi, all that she has to do is show him where Moko lives because that's where the mariachi will be. So they both go to see Moko. Yeah, Tim, can I just touch on one thing about this bar scene? Oh, of course. Cuz this is one of, it was one of my favorite parts in the movie. It's that uh, man in black has entered a couple bars and and shot up the police and he always asks the bartender for a beer first. Yeah. And the bartender always starts pouring it in a glass and, and when the glass is half full, he says, "No, a bottle, you idiot." Yeah. And so then he, they the bartender takes a drink of what they've already poured and then they give him a bottle. But when he asks Domino for a beer, she pulled out the bottle right away, popped the top and gave it to him. And you could see in his face, he's just like, huh, all right. Yeah, this, this she knows what's up. She's a good bartender. Yeah. Do you think there's anything to that? I think that, oh, like, I don't think she had like inside information on how he, on how he likes his beer. I think it was just, I think it might've been just like, she knows how to serve if they, if someone just asked for a beer. Maybe. Yeah. Like, so I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, do you think there yeah. was something quirky behind it? Or was it just yeah. like a straight up thing where if you ask for a beer, you know, in this town, it shouldn't be pouring in a glass. It should just be given in the bottle. Or was it like yeah, a quirky, I, like uh Rodriguez thing where he's like, I think it's a quirky thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I mean, I obviously I picked up on it as well. It was, it was very funny. Yeah. I also like that. Yeah. The other people who poured poured it into the glass both times they're like okay well what am i going to do with this beer that's been poured half into a glass yeah and they just chug it like, they chug it they chug it then they get him a new one i don't know yeah it's great very interesting there's a lot of stuff like that in the movie like again it's like the dog yeah. right it's like this moment where it, it's kind of weird there's no explanation to it but it adds this atmosphere to the movie and you're, oh, yeah. you're kind of left thinking, like, what what's that all about? But it, ultimately, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So the Man in Black and Domino, they're at Moco's, even right. though Mariachi is now back in town. It's they, they, like they missed each other, right? Mariachi yeah, heads back. Yeah, he went back, all the way back. Yeah. Domino, he, Domino heads out. And the Man in Black puts a gun to Domino's head, and he tells her to play along. And he starts banging on Moko's door. Yeah. And Moko opens the door and he's got about 10 armed guards 
and everybody now knows that they were teenagers, and right. <laughs> everybody knows why. And the man in black says he wants the money that's owed to him. And they, they quickly cut to the mariachi back in town, and he's frantically now trying to get back to Moko's because he realizes Domino's gone. And back in Moko's, Domino asks Moko where the mariachi is, which puts Moko into an insanely jealous rage, and he fucking shoots and kills Domino. Wild. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, I I like, I kind of see it coming. Yeah, you can see it coming, yeah. Yeah, and also because of like, the imagery is very similar to stuff they show you in Desperado. So yeah, it's like, sure. yeah. oh, I actually think she's in trouble here, um, yeah. especially when she starts asking about him. And then Moko starts getting very upset. I'm like, oh, no, she's done. She's done. Oh, it was it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. The yeah. man in black now has no leverage and Moko just shoots him, too. That's yeah. it. Kind of a bad plan by the man in black. Yeah, he started to get so worried when he saw that Moko was getting upset at her, like, wanting to know about the mariachi. He's like, you could see it slipping away from his fingers, right? He was just like, oh, no, oh, no. And now I have nothing. If he's mad at her, I have nothing. Exactly, yeah. And so then he tries again, right? He's like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to do it for real. (laughs) Moko's just like, I'm going to do it. You have nothing. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. You're not going to take my glory. So the mariachi makes his way to Moko's on Domino's motorcycle. Yeah. He finds Domino dead and he cradles her in his arms. Very sweet moment. Yeah. Moko is still raging mad and he shoots a hole in the mariachi's hand. And damn, dude, did this ever look graphic. It It looked gnarly for like uh, a little bit. Good term. Very gnarly. Yeah, skin hanging, you know, maybe Ooh. some fingers hanging in the wrong Ooh. places. It was pretty good. It was pretty good for this low budget. That was pretty good, yeah. I liked it, yeah. Yeah, the mariachi sees the man in black's gun. He grabs it, and he unloads all of it into Moko, who was laughing maniacally, yeah. making it very satisfying for us to yeah. see him get shot in that moment. Yeah, it was very satisfying. Um, also because he shot the mariachi in his hand. And we like, that's, well, you know, that's why we heard him be so good at playing the guitar. Yeah. Because now this moment when he shoots him in his hand, we're like, oh no. Like, is he going to be able to play again? Is he ever going to be play, able to play again with that like mangled hand that he had? So when he when he's just unloading into uh, Moko, we just we love it. We love it so much. <laughs> we hate as much as we hated him. We hate him even more for just blasting at Mariachi's hand. Yeah, and I mean the answer is no. He'll never play again. Yeah, yeah. Which was why, like, you could see the frustration in Mariachi yeah. at that moment. Just like what? Like seriously, you did that? Well, yeah. okay. Might dude. as well just shot me in the heart. May as well. You should have killed me. Probably should have yeah. just killed me. Um, now that Moko's dead, his guys don't seem to care anymore and they just walk off. I like that. Yeah, great. I yeah, love that. Great. Just like, yeah, you know, the tough guy's gone. So the other guys aren't as tough. So they're just like, well, whatever. Yeah. And he was an asshole to all of them. 
he was always striking matches on the one guy's the one thug's face yeah so that uh that thug strikes a match on his dead face <laughs> and uh, lights his cigarette and they walk away it was great great moment nice so the mariachi heads out he grabs the guitar case of guns on his way yeah I like that can't yeah. play a guitar anymore right no nope. still shoot a gun we see him with Domino's dog on Domino's motorcycle mm-hmm. with Domino's knife, mm-hmm. leaving the town he came to at the beginning of the movie and the end. Yeah, he had a bad day. <laughs> yes. He had a very bad day. That's maybe true. two days. I think yeah, That's maybe true. two days. He had a bad weekend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad day. That's right, Dean. He had a bad day. You know when you enter, you know when you enter a small town, you get a free coconut at the beginning and you're thinking like life's life's good, you know, everything's looking up. Yeah. And then you leave that town 2 days later and mm-hmm. everything is the worst. Yeah. Your love is gone, your hand is busted, you can never play guitar again and you just got a guitar case full of guns and a pit bull. Happens every weekend for me. Happens it happens to someone every weekend. <laughs> Yeah, listen, man, this movie had action. It had a really interesting and well-written story. Yeah. I thought it was very funny at times. It was scary at times. This movie had heart. This movie made me feel angry. It made me feel uncomfortable. And at times it felt comforting. And I just think being able to pull off a movie where you give the viewer so many different emotions for 72.25. Yep. That is nothing short of incredible. Totally. Totally incredible. I didn't know that was the budget. I watched it just like as soon as it starts and it's a lower budget, I can tell. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm into this. You can really, I like these lower budget movies because you can really feel the director in them. You know, you can really feel the director behind the camera. Um, I, it was hitting me. I was so into the story. I was so into the characters. Great acting in the movie. And then to come here and hear that it's $7,000, like I was thinking maybe it would be like 150 or something, you know, like something yeah. that's low budget, right? Yeah. $7,000 is ridiculous. It's insane. It's, like, it's insane. It's like your it's like your buddy who you know, went to film school or something and just came over and is like, hey, I made this uh, over the last like month. I, I, I raised money and I made this. And you're like, this is incredible. This is like the best movie I've ever seen. It'll make you want to make movies. Like I said, I watched it. I've never really felt this before. I watched it and I, it made me want to make a movie just because it was so awesome with what they were doing with no money. Uh, great, great movie. I loved it so much. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And a lot goes into that. You know, like you got to you got to respect the actors who who probably weren't getting paid yeah, um, and but, they're so but good. Yet, like, p- poured their hearts into this movie. Like, yeah. you cannot tell that anybody there isn't getting paid a bunch of money to do this. They all yeah. look like professionals. They all look like this is, like, a very serious movie. I mean, Rodriguez, like, what? The guy did everything. Yeah. How do you do all these things? How do you keep everything so tight? How do you do the directing? How do you do the, the how do you write the story like that and, and, follow everything so tightly how do you get all those amazing camera shots like maybe in this instance doing all those things 
maybe helped helped out. Like maybe it was right. easier for him just to do everything to make sure everything was like aligned with his vision. But get still, his like, across, yeah. there's so much going on. Like, how does he do all these things? And in 14 days, it was shot in 14 days. It's yeah. bananas. It's bananas. It feels like such a whole, like such a whole package. Like, like I said before, I started the movie. I was five minutes in. Like, there's not a lot of dialogue in the first five minutes, but I was five minutes in and I didn't realize I hadn't turned on the subtitles. Like, I didn't even really realize it. they were just talking in Spanish and I wasn't picking up on what they were saying because I was so into sort of like the the whole atmosphere of the movie. And, you know, sometimes there's yeah. scenes where people are talking a different mm-hmm. language and you don't get subtitles. So I just thought that that's what was kind of going on. I, I didn't realize that it had been so long of back and forth talk that I wasn't picking up on. I was like, wait, I probably am supposed to know what's going on. So yeah. it's just like, it's just created this amazing atmosphere and sucked me right in right away. Yeah, great movie. And then only got better. Like it sucked me in right away and then just like paid off. You know, it just like through every single minute, I was totally into the thing. Yeah, and it's a super tight movie. It's 80 minutes yeah. long. Oh, dude, this movie amazing. just flies by. It flies, yeah. I yeah. love it. 80-minute movies, dude, sign me up. So tight. You don't have time to you don't have time to mess around. You just you have to get to every beat. You have yeah. to do all the stuff that's important to the movie so they do it. And I think it's perfect. It eliminates any sort of like extra fluff that somebody maybe had an idea about like, hey, what yep. if we did this? What if we included this or that? Well, no, we don't have time or money to do it. So we're not doing it because it's not imperative to the movie. That's my jam. Sometimes those things can like pull away from the story, right? And then like usually confuse do. you a bit. Yeah. So this is, it's just, it's so, there's no waste of time. You know, it's so tight and they have to, uh, say everything and get every point ac- across very efficiently to get it all in in that hour 20 and it's just it's so tight and it's so much fun you know it has both those things it's just like a, it's a fun story with just yeah great beats to it yeah hey everybody listening check this movie out seven thousand two hundred twenty five dollar budget you will be blown away yeah I rented it for $5. That's almost as much as the budget of the movie. Almost. Almost. Very close. Everybody listening, if you'd like to get a little bit of bonus content from Talking Back, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talkingbackpodcast. There is some exclusive material over there, some episodes you'll only be able to unlock by signing up But it's very affordable to do so. You can sign up at the $2 level to get our monthly wrap-up episode or sign up at the $5 level to get our uh, monthly wrap-up and our bonus monthly episodes. And if you sign up at the $5 level, you just automatically unlock everything. So, like, why not just do that? Every one of those levels gets you in on the movie we're going to make. Right, Tim? (laughs) Well, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. You just have to be a a patron. Yeah. And you're going to join awesome. us in the making of Brewster's Millions, the remake. And yeah. who knows what else after that? The sky is the limit after that. Of course, yeah. After we after we uh, get the 200x multiplier on that movie, <laughs> then studios will be after us. Exactly, exactly. Get in on the ground floor, everybody. And hey, if you're looking for some other podcasts to listen to, maybe maybe this one ends and you're like, hmm... What do I do now? Well, listen, I would suggest you check out 
all of the other podcasts in the Blast From Our Past network. Okay? There's a bunch of fun stuff going on in our network. Um, a lot of very different podcasts, but we all kind of have the same ideas about nostalgia and retro material. So I think there's something for everybody there. So if you're interested, check out the other podcasts. I think you'll enjoy them. Dean thinks you'll enjoy them too. I do. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great podcasts on there and uh, I love them all. All right. Dean, that was a fun one. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for switching it last minute so that we could cover this movie. Thank you so much. You got it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com slash talkingback where you can make a one-time donation of any amount, or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.